that's the other problem with AI is that it will be confidently wrong. It's like Thad. Like Thad, yeah. 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 Thad and AI are a lot alike. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you you're this wrong, but you're this confident. Yeah. Like, oh no. I don't like this. <laughs> I sound it makes you right. <laughs> All right. I don't like this. Say. Um, yeah, neither do we. This is called online bullying right now. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's it's we are online and we're bullying, so yeah, you're right. <laughs> Are comedians, you think, using AI to write jokes? Is that a uh, thing? Some Is, need to some- be, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, there's got to be a hack out there yeah. that's like trying to do Surely that. Surely they are, though. Like, like I mean, that's the thing. I think. I'm eating brunch with my people though. The homie Dyke just cooked up a feast and we bout to eat it, bro. Fucked around and has to miss the lobster with the poutine. Daddy is rolling blow dream. Them boys got down a routine. It's nap down culture. Cooking seven courses. Had to pass the torch and now I'm grabbing second portion. So sit back, relax, grab a drink and smoke. It's all the brunch on the way and get prepared for the jokes. Whoa. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Thaddeus J. McKee. Happy, happy, slap, slap. On the ones, the twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce, boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Hey there. And very special guest with us, first time on the podcast, the man, the myth, the legend, John Overton. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Woo! Honored to be here. Very excited to have you in studio. Uh, we've known each other for about, what, four or five years? Something like yeah, that? it's been since Tango Days. I'm trying to think how long that's been. We were talking about it earlier. And you... Uh, have been doing you're one of those people that has your fingers in a lot of different pies yep and uh keeps me out of trouble (laughs) it's good it really does uh been wanting to have you on for a while so i'm so glad you're here uh before we get started i do want to say that that theme song that you just heard Mm -hmm. that's serious black uh we just saw friday night performing at the marat with bless man it was so amazing that said it was off the chain it was off the chain like i'm i still get chills Listening to some of the songs that they played, like I went back and like, wait, what was that song? Oh, Bright Side of the Sun. Like that was their closer. I'm like I gotta figure out how to listen to that more. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. I wish I could have made it. There's so many people there. I think there's like over 300 people. We talked about it was at the Egyptian, not the Egyptian room. It was downstairs. I didn't know there was like a basement too. Yeah, the deluxe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my first. I've it's a great spot. Grew up here my whole life. Didn't High know energy. that it existed. It was like yeah. the Illuminati room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, they're about to go to uh, South by Southwest. So shout out to Bless. Yeah, shout out. Shout Bless. out to Sirius Black for me. Like the whole time I was watching him on stage, I was like, he made our podcast name. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a great guy to do it for sure. Uh, th- now you're, you are a musician. I didn't know which one I wanted to start with. So, but that's a perfect segue into the, the music that you've been. Yeah. So I started off like doing my own music and then I ended up going through a program and just learning how to engineer because I wanted to be on the other side of it. And now I primarily do podcasts, funny enough, but I'm able to do my own stuff, you know, by, you know, by myself, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I have more creative control over that. But um, what program was this? Phoenix. So my buddy opened a studio. Um, Travis uh, Coldcut is his kind of producer name. More uh, open roundtable recording company up in Broad Ripple. No, it's uh, okay. Dope. Yeah, it's a dope spot. Cold uh, Cut. Cold Cut. That is his producer name that he that he got back in the day. Kind of um, meaty. Right. Super meaty. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I just went through a, a program there to learn how to work just the equipment and um, basically started doing podcasts uh, immediately after because there was less moving parts. Mm-hmm. So it was easier to dive into podcasting and not have to know how to mic a drum set immediately and learn mm. the software and work my way around the studio and kind of kind of master that first and then now I've kind of expanded into music and all that type of stuff. So you're doing the, all the producing, are you doing the back end editing and all that stuff as well? Yep. So recording, editing, mixing, mastering, nice. just chopping stuff up, adding the, you know, the music in, intro, outro, all that. So I went, I went and did, uh, um, stretches, follow the money podcast. You're the main producer. Yep. Of that. So of your show yep. and, um, when I was up there, they said that the Wu-Tang had just been in there like the day before. Yeah, so they called. Well, we we have good Google, uh, I guess, SEO, search results, whatever the term would be. Mm-hmm. So if you come in town and you Google Studios, excuse me, um, Roundtable pops up first. Nice. So we get a lot of national acts that come through just based on that. 
I think. That's great. And, and Wu-Tang, yeah, came through. They did an, uh, a section for the set at Ruoff. They were kind of tweaking it in studio that night before. So it's just cool stuff like that that happens. Did you, you get know? to meet anybody? I, I was not there. I didn't mm. even know the session was going on. Mm. So I found out about that the next day, but... I would have been so mad if I found out. Hey, Wu Tang Clan was in my studio, yep. and like no they one don't call called me. me. Yeah, I'm just the pod guy. I'd be very upset. Actually, yeah. I'm kind of mad for you. Uh, yeah. Whoever that guy is, I hope he's fired. I am upset thinking back. Yeah, that yeah. I was that I wasn't in the loop. I was excited just to be in the room. I was like, who sat in this chair? Who, yeah. <laughs> who was? I mean, we've had um, Pooh Shiesty came through. I mm. guess he's like popping in that space. Um, Who's a big guy? I think he ended up going to jail. I think he's in jail still, but Mr. Shiesty went to jail. Right. But, but we've had some acts come through. Yeah. That are, it's been great to have, you know? Well, and you, you used to be poo money, right? I was, I was in a rap group. Many many lifetimes ago. You did tell me you rap. That's yeah. 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 He was poo money. Poo money. Back back when we had to like nail flyers to telephone poles for for social media. Yeah. That was, that was social media. Yeah. (laughs) But poo worked with a poo Shiesty worked with Justin Bieber, right? I'm not sure if he did. Or not. Let's just say yes. Be cool if he did. Let's just say yes. Yeah. And and you used to work with uh, Stoop Dogs manager, is that correct? I did. Yeah. So I did uh, in college. I did an internship with a company called Stampede Management, and their main client was Snoop, um, a guy named Ted Chung. I was his kind of intern assistant, and yeah. then I went back the following summer and actually worked for them. And then um, this is out in Cali. Yeah, out in L.A. Yes. And yeah, that was that was awesome. Now, did you get to meet Snoop? Yep. Snoop Doggy Dog? Yep, yep. I feel like Snoop Dogg has become like the grandfather of America, in a, in a sense. Definitely transcended rat, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, he's with everybody. Like, he's <laughs> cooking with Martha Stewart, yeah. Yeah. you know. He's a household name. You playing know? basketball with uh, Bieber, yep. you know. Yep. Um, he's, he's positioned himself really well, and he's always constantly evolved and consumed what's new and what's yeah. current as opposed to resisting it or, you know, talking shit about it. So what I found interesting is most of the, most of the people that have made a lot of money, um, that are musicians or comedians or stuff don't mm-hmm. make it actually for music or comedy. Yep. Like you can make a chunk of money, but yep. like, you're not like rich, rich. You're not right. like a uh, Dr. Dre billionaire from, you know, music. Like, no, you have to diversify for yeah. sure. Or like Rihanna. I didn't realize how rich Rihanna was until the Stupid. Super Bowl. Her makeup, well, line. makeup line. Yeah. Yep. It's insane. Billion is a lot of money. Yeah. Plus record companies, you know, don't make it easy to make money off music. So isn't that a thing? Like they rip a lot of musicians off. Yeah. 360 deals. Dad just found out about that. <laughs> Uh, a lot of hands and a lot of pockets. I'm going to yes and that here. joke. Yeah. <laughs> he just found out about Motown. Today. <laughs> today. Uh, yeah, the Detroit Motown. That's, that's a whole nother history. But like, I, I don't I don't like it. Can we put a stop to it for Indiana? You're the guy. You're I, the connect. I wish I could wave my hand and make it happen, man. But I think technology and the independent scene has put a lot more power in, in the hands of artists, comedians. Self-releasing. And yeah, I mean, it's a way better landscape to not get fucked now than it has ever been. So. No, I'm a self-releaser. I've done stuff for Harder Brunch and I self-released. We're waiting some, on that Thad Nixon. Some sounds, man. yeah. But that, that we need a dyke verse, though, for sure. On it. We definitely need <laughs> I'm not going to call it a dyke verse um, for legal reasons. <laughs> the, the, some communities <laughs> have asked me to stop calling it a dyke verse. <laughs> and I'm not going to say who. Yeah. Hit him with another hot dyke drop. <laughs> <laughs> dyke drop. <laughs> oh, my God. Um... Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about this CBD business? Yeah. So outside of all the engineering stuff, uh, partner and I had always like consumed cannabis, like been interested in the space. Um, when you were in California where it was legal? Yeah, for sure. Always. Um, but now with so many different legal forms of THC, it's the lines are blurred. Yeah, there's a lot of different legal forms. Like. Yeah, just, you know, you got to meet, you got to jump through the hoops, you know. But um, so anyway, yeah, we just wanted to start a line and like we had a link on some good manufacturing and we just started our own brand uh, connected with our manufacturers. And basically we have a full CBD line. Um, includes gummies, topicals, pet treats. We just came out with a, a drink mixer, puree, which can also be used in food. And yeah, Planta Verde CBD. Nice. Did you give some to my dog? I gave uh, Cody a treat. Yeah. Nice. Is, he, has, is he chilling? Is he still with is it? it? Yeah. 
Did he ask you? He's if not he dead yet, so I think we're good. He hasn't farted once yet. He hasn't so farted once. Maybe it was a CBD. What if that's what it was? <laughs> CBD deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's all he needed. <laughs> My dog has a big CBD. Did deficiency. you br- did you bring some stuff with you? Yeah, buddy? I brought some samples. Um, and what was the name of that company again? Planta Verde CBD. And Planta we also have Verde. a wellness line nice. that's non CBD related. I gave a lot. Ooh. Got a nice butter bag. Did yeah, you get that at butter? To, to butter. Yeah, I did get it at butter. That was like one of the best events I think I've been to this year. We weren't there. Ah, boycott. Boycott. Oh man. No, we're not going to boycott next year. Source if we get invited. <laughs> no, if we get invited to go, we won't boycott it. We promise. Um, so this is yeah, just some samples you guys can try. We have a, a Delta Eight. Uh, 50 milligram gun. I'll take that one. That'll definitely get you <laughs> get you buzzing. Uh, we have a mixed berry 35 milligram D9 and THCO gummy. Um, there you go, Dyke. I'll hand that over. Where, wait, what's the difference between like the D8 and then the, the D9? So D9, basically the cannabis plant has, I think, 400 plus cannabinoids in the plant, all of which are kind of what they're synthesizing now to do different things with. So you have Delta 8 is just a cannabinoid. CBD is a cannabinoid. CBG is a cannabinoid. Delta 9 is the traditional cannabinoid that's in what we think of as weed that gets you high. So like that's where you run into legal issues and what people have tried to get around by coming out with DA and all that. But you can have now, if it's derived from hemp, um, you can have D9 in products as long as the concentration's under 0.3% on a dry weight basis. So basically people are just finding ways to bring you know, D9 back into the, the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that is. And then we have a CBN, CBG gummy too. Um, this is non-THC, non-psychoactive. Uh, again, two, just two different cannabinoids. The CBN, um, we kind of market for sleep. It's just a really good compound for mm. getting drowsy, kind of makes you tired and helps you relax. The CBG is more pain, anti-inflammatory. But the market's just exploding because you can synthesize all these hundreds of compounds, mm-hmm. combine them, mix them, um, and then, yeah, it's just really exploded the market. So CBGB. Yeah, and then this was the dog treat that I gave Cody. Uh, it's human grade. You can actually eat it yourself. If it's you for want. dogs and humans. For dogs and humans, if you wish. Um, yeah. It's just banana, oats, and uh, peanut butter and CBD. So there's 7.5 milligrams per treat, and it's just for dogs. Pain, arthritis, yeah. anxiety. I'm looking Fireworks at, display. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at Cody right now. Is he zooted? Is I he is he out? Can't tell if he's breathing or not. <laughs> But that's a good thing. Yeah, either way, he's peaceful. <laughs> he's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Where, where, where are these all available online? Are you guys? Yeah, so we pro- we predominantly just sell offline. We're in some stores throughout, um, you know, kind of different markets, but we're just mainly selling off our website. That's dope. Yeah, I don't, I don't, literally, I because I, I remember. You- <laughs> I remember you going. I remember you like talking about it and like and seeing seeing it online, but I, I didn't realize you. I didn't realize it was like this far along. Like that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's. We started in 2019, so we've. Uh, it's just a lot of hoops to jump through when you're getting mm. into this business. I mean, just in terms yeah. of laws, banking, merch accounts. It's we've lost it all multiple times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're still rocking. So red tape. Yep. Uh, Planta Verde and if people what is there what's the website or uh, PlantaVerdeCBD.com okay yeah and then we're on socials just Planta Verde CBD awesome yeah dude that is so cool I mean that's really awesome I mean you're doing it out here like I'm, I'm a big fan of people that are entrepreneurs and then also helping people with problems because people don't understand people really do have like sleep deficiencies yeah. or you know like Charlotte Shred was helping people with seizures yeah. children with seizures so this is uh, a big thing and like you know Big Pharma probably doesn't like what you're doing but that's kind of why we're doing it yeah uh, you know we've just Big Pharma right I mean right? my dad's on so many different medications and I've seen mm. this kind of help him with different ailments that he has and yeah I mean we all know there's better ways to treat certain things than just going straight to a pill bottle so right Right, the, the information's out there now. Yeah. Like before, like we're kind of blinded by it. We just had to go with whatever the school told us. Mm-hmm. But um, this is this is great. 
Uh, I did say screw Big Pharma. If you do want to sponsor us, Big Pharma, <laughs> we'll, still ta- we'll take that still all take back. Yeah. I will take that back. We'll have Zach cut that out. Yeah, uh, but the power of the edit because they do have money. We let's just be honest. Well, yeah. we, we we record all of, all of these podcasts both ways. <laughs> we're, we're pro CBD while you're here, and then we'll yeah. do an anti CBD yeah. later. CBD be. is yeah. killing yeah. children, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. Stop you this right now. Should be on Ritalin or Adderall. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> really and Adderall's the way to go. Yeah. No side effects. Yeah. Trust That's how you me. You got to do it, man. You got to walk the line. <laughs> um so you came on a you know a, a very fun day. You came on it's daylight yeah. we're a week behind so it's uh daylight savings day. Yep. Time I don't know what they call it. Whatever they call it. Um yeah. so we decided to do one of my favorite topics which is time travel for mm-hmm. you. So we did a time travel brunch and um it was really fun. This was, it took a little bit more thinking to like come up with some of the ideas than you, you guys killed it. Uh, thank That's you. why I'm wearing this hat. I'm, I'm cause of time travel. Yeah, Again. We're in December a little bit. Kind. Well, we went there for a little bit. We did the time travel. Yep. We did. You got, yeah, you guys were zigging. We, we were, yeah, we were all over the place. Zigging and zagging all over time. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of screaming coming from the kitchen. Yeah. No, it was delicious. So. I think they liked it. Was that you activating the time machine? Sometimes when you activate time machines, there's a lot of screaming mm-hmm. because it's a scary thing. <laughs> You're going to a different dimension, Dyke. So, gotcha. I'd appreciate if you don't it make fun work. of me for screaming. Yeah, no, it I, takes work. I was gonna let you do your thing, um, <laughs> Zach. You what? You kicked it off with the first course. No, you had the first one. Did I? Yeah, you had too early for flapjacks. Oh yeah, too early for flapjacks, uh, which is based on one of my favorite. Uh, Movies about time, I guess, which is uh, Groundhog Day. And have you seen the movie Groundhog Day? I have. Okay. Yep. It's been a while. Been a while. I feel like anyone that. Classic, though. If you've seen Groundhog Day, you feel like you've seen it more than once. And if you've seen it more than once, you feel like you've seen it a million times. Um. I read this article. It was like talking about how long they think that Bill Murray was like trapped within the time loop and it was mm-hmm. 11 years they, yeah they talked to harold ramus about oh, it like it? there's like a director's cut where they, they he yeah, says yeah. it's 11 years worth of days because because he because he was like mastering skills like ice carving and piano and stuff like that there's, and they like i saw one where like somebody just added it all up but you're saying directly from the source yeah, yeah. Ramis yeah. Was we'll go years. with that then. 11 years That's 11 years is a long time yeah i would be insane it, it seems like like hell I want to see the cut where he just got up in the morning, got a gun, and just walked around town shooting everybody. I feel like there's at least 70 of those, <laughs> you know, or there would be in my world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real quick question. What would you learn if you had 11 years stuck in a time loop? That's good. Man, if I had 11 years stuck in a time loop, I guess I would learn how to slow down. Because maybe you get time to do everything mm-hmm. better the next time. I guess you don't have to rush. I don't know if that made any sense. Maybe that's yeah. the food. Create the perfect song. Yeah, just, um, I think, man, just having a better perspective of time and what, how to use it and what you can do with it. Okay. Do, yeah. you, do you think you, did you come out of the pandemic with any knowledge or like, because like, I, I know for a lot of comics who like, we were like, man, if I, like, if the world starts spinning again, I'm going to do, like, it was like two ways. One was like, man, this is, this is really nice. I'm going to slow things down. And a lot of people are like, yeah. man, if I get one more shot at it, I'm going to. I'm going to go full tilt. Yeah. I think for me, like during the pandemic, I got a lot more DIY mm. because I was just at home. Yeah. So the studio wasn't really going on. People weren't recording. So I just like used that time to just build my skill set with my own equipment at home and, <laughs> and try to just get a little more self-reliant, I guess, mm. um, to where when things did open back up, um, I was just able to do more on my own, mm. you know? Nice. But, How about you, Dyke? I want to know what you would do. With the oh man, uh, probably like learn a bunch of languages for sure. Oh, nice. I think that's something I will be your first one. French, I think. Yeah, yeah. Talk to Yusuf. French and Spanish. My my grandma was from France, Mm. and I took two years of it in high school, but nothing stuck. Yeah, never does. Like you learn it to memorize it, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would probably be probably French and Spanish for sure, and then maybe like one of the harder languages. I think it would be cool to like know like five different languages. Oh, for sure. But I, I also don't have the wherewithal to sit down and learn five yeah, different du- languages. Duolingo. That's a great app. Yeah. Shout out to Yusuf. He knows six. Oh, wow. Crazy. Zach, what would you do? 
I would pick one person, learn everything about them, and spend all my time trolling them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be their little, like, like demon or god or deity or whatever. They'd wonder what they did to, like, bring my, you know, judgment on them. <laughs> and it would just be some, you know, some schmo. Nice. Nice. I learned how to read. <laughs> you learned how to read during the pandemic? No, if just I was doing a lot of year oh, time loop. Yeah. I'd like to read. Yeah. No, um, this is going to sound a little dark. Hopefully, and not too dark. I'd find my enemies and just figure out how to torture them. Kind of same lines as yours. Do you think You're there's a proximity? You? Like, do you think you could get outside of the city? Like, oh, they couldn't even leave because there was like the roads were closed, weren't they? Yeah. But do you think you could walk away? Like, do you think there was another physical like time barrier? No. That they were stuck in? No, I think it was just the weather. I mm. think it was also a plot device to keep them keep them there in this. Yeah, because mm. otherwise, because there's been other like time loop movies where they do just like drive as far as they can, and then they just wake up back in the mm. same place. Uh, but I'm, I want to change mine from torture to <laughs> learn how to cook better. Smite my enemies, <laughs> learn how to bake a cake. <laughs> the usual. Oh, sorry, real quick. Like I, people ask me, like, what is your heaven like? And I, I always answer like the darkest way. Like, I want to just be able to torture my bully in heaven. That's that's my heaven. <laughs> but never mind. Anyways, uh, course. so with it, well, within that theme uh, yeah. of of Groundhog Day, uh, we I took it from the diner scene um, where. Uh, he's just kind of realizing that he can't, he has no consequences and he's just ordering everything on the menu and eating it. And, uh, Annie McDowell, is that who that is? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's just sitting there just like disgusted by him. And he's just like, I just really like, I was like looking, I was like pausing the movie to see what all was on there. And he's like, yeah, he's got like pancakes. He's got bacon. He has a full like bacon, egg, sausage thing. But then he's got all these different kinds of donuts, full pot of coffee. He's smoking a cigarette inside the diner. And I was just like, man, I want to put as much of this stuff on one plate. Wait, back yeah. then they were allowed to smoke in diners, weren't they? Yeah, but he's just like, he's got a mouthful of food and he's like and drinking he's coffee out of the pot and smoking a cigarette. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like he's just going full glutton with it. Um, so I want to incorporate as much of that into it, and uh, plus I just like putting cookie butter and bacon on things. So good, so good. That cookie butter was. Whew. It feels. Just, it feels decadent. It just feels like I shouldn't be eating all this. Yeah. Sometimes I get mad when I have their food because like I've never tasted anything this good, and I've been missing out this long. Yeah, it was amazing. Zach, what'd you well, have? Good. Uh, for the next course, uh, I did Terminator Two, and I did the last scene. I called it Thumbs Up where he's being sunk into the molten, you know, whatever that is, iron melting thing. Uh, I did a buffalo chicken dip, and then I did fried chicken feet, uh, but I manufactured one of the chicken feet to look like a thumbs up and then lit it on fire in dramatic fashion at the table. That was really cool. Sick. First time Very ever dramatic. having chicken feet. Awesome. That, that was... That was also the most elaborate uh, buffalo chicken dip. <laughs> like, had, like that's Guinness Book of World yeah. Records over the top. Yeah, I had never had a chicken's foot either. That's first time, yeah, first time, first timers club. Yeah, I, I never, I never had a, a crispy one. I've had them kind of like almost like soggy. Is that normally like how they are, Di? Gelatin, like yeah. yeah. Well, I Ooh. mean, most of like you guys have had chicken feet dozens of times. It's just always in the stock, um, not like as the whole thing. Because I always use them in my stock. But yeah, I mean, usually you see them as like either the soggy, like sauced and soggy or whatever. Yeah, I never had them crispy like that. Wait, time out. You've been giving us chicken feet for a while? Well, I use it when I make stock for soup. Don't you have to ask for consent before you give people <laughs> chicken feet? I thought I thought this was not a consent-based podcast. <laughs> That's what you two said. <laughs> Zach, do you want to answer that? Do you want to take that one? I feel like, I feel, I feel like Zach has Munchausen syndrome. He's <laughs> been slowly poisoning us with chicken foots. Chicken uh, feet. Um, no, it was great. And uh, we we're going to have to play back that video of it. Because yeah. the other thing is, too, is like Zach had a bowl of different of, of like chicken feet and different like trying to make a chicken foot have a thumbs up like he had all these strings i made like six or seven of them and picked the best one <laughs> it was a fist right that yeah i mean form. like yeah, yeah yeah you had to like trim the knuckles and stuff because like all the fingers are different <laughs> lengths they're not like people yeah. chicken I, digits my, my favorite thing is when he was like setting it up in front of everybody you know 
and we have like you know like a, a fancy French chef sitting there, and then that chain just went into the dip. <laughs> this is amazing. But that's what's supposed to. The yeah, chain, I know. Because there's know. a chain that he's holding on to, the and then the other hand, yeah. Yeah, it definitely didn't look. Yeah, it looked like it wasn't supposed to be yeah. happening like that. Yeah. It looked like everything was failing right in front of everyone. I don't know. There's like a there's a chain sticking out of it. It's on fire. It's on fire. Yeah, it's great. Oh, we love setting stuff on fire around here. Yeah, it's kind of my new go-to. Um, and then the oh, the Back to the Future, uh, rehydrated, uh, hydrate level four. Man, this was something like as a kid, one of my favorite movies. Uh, Back to the Future, I think, is my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. Two came out when I was like ten. Two came out in December, and then three came out on my in May on my birthday, and I hadn't seen two. And for my tenth birthday, my mom picked me up, and we went and saw. Uh, they played one, two, and then three like the day before three came out. That's um, perfect. Yeah, it was great. Um, so in, in the movie, which is supposed to take place in the future of 2015, you know, they have flying cars and they have food rehydrators. So it's like Pete, they had to deal with pizza hut at the time too, where like, uh, you could get all the, like the cool glasses, like you go to pizza hut and you get all like kind of glasses like you're wearing, but they're all like mm. futuristic. And then in the movie, they had this dehydrated pizza that came and it was like this big. And then you put it in the dehydrator for like two seconds and it pops out and yeah. it's, a, it's a whole ass pizza. And I, I don't know that image. And I don't know why, but it was like half green pepper and half pepperoni. It just always like stuck out in my mind or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I really wanted to do a take on that. And I was like, I don't have any idea how to like rehydrate a pizza <laughs> like in real right. life. Like. I mean, I guess I could have just made some, like, it would have just been slop, right? Like, it would have just been weird. But I, I did the next best thing. It was I, I made an entire pizza, dehydrated it. So it was like one level was just like crust, sauce, cheese, pepperoni, green pepper, and then dehydrated the whole thing. And then put it, that in a food processor. And then that wasn't small enough. So I took the stuff out of the food processor and put it in my spice grinder. And just made it to a fine. I felt like I was making pizza drugs. Keith. Yeah, it was pizza key for sure. I was like, yeah, that pizza like- key. <laughs> I'd go to that enough. restaurant. Yeah, pizza key. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I would. Be honest, something like that. Yeah, pizza key. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> I, I can roll my own cigarettes and I cut them with little pizza keys. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be rolling up pizza later, man. What's in this? That's pizza key. <laughs> I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> roll me up a pizza spliff, uh, or or the opposite of wet because it's dehydrated. <laughs> I didn't like you <laughs> like to get dry. Yeah, I didn't know you like to get dry. Um, that, yeah, that was really good. Uh, a lot of people took like big pieces. Like we're already three courses in, mm. and I was getting scared for everybody. I was like, don't take that yeah. much pizza. Uh, I could have taken less. Spoiler: Also, in the new Ant Man, don't they dehydrate a pizza as well? Uh, what? In the new Ant Man, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, he hydrates a pizza. I I'll take your word for it. I don't. I don't. You know saw it. <laughs> You're not giving me any wiggle room. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I don't know if that was like a callback to Back to the Future. Uh, if you're watching this, just message us and let us know. Anyways, let's go forward. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. It was seasoned with the remnants of another pizza. pizza. Seasoned with pizza. Also, the most expensive pizza I've ever made because it was the price of two pizzas to make. <laughs> two for one. I was like dehydrated all this. And I was like, did you make the dough and everything for the no, you I, bought I, a frozen pizza. I, I spe- but I specifically did, did it with in mind. I wanted everything, like everything, and let low moisture. So I didn't want to have. I didn't want to make a dough that had mm. a bunch of moisture in it. So I just got like a thin crust. Mm. So there's a cracker, and I didn't use the whole thing because I wanted like the. I wanted it to be very pizza flavored. So right, there was not some, a lot of the extra crust. Yeah, um, but it was fun, and that's part of the fun of this show is making something that for no reason would I ever make that in real life. Yeah, like it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> but it was fun for the show. And I was like, as I was baking it, I was like, oh, this is fun. Like, permission to get crazy. Yeah, permission to do some weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, Works out. Zach, you had the next dish. So I did, uh, I had everything everywhere all at once. So I did an everything everywhere all at once bagel. Uh, with this one, I tried to smash as many concepts into it as I could. So it was an everything bagel with dill, uh, dill. Dill cream cheese smear. Uh, there was cured salmon, and then it was also a Benedict with seared salmon 
an avocado, and then I had a truffled Oscar Styles Hollandaise, which is mm. Hollandaise with crab and asparagus in it. Benedict, damn near broke it. <laughs> that poached egg. Boo! Boo! <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Uh, yeah, that was a favorite for me. That was really good. That was. I, I feel like Zach always kills any any version of lox, any version of uh, salmon and bagel together. Well, and, I usually and that have, was the best one. I usually have cured salmon just chilling at my house that I made or whatever. Just ready. Yeah, but this was two kinds of salmon. Yeah, two kinds of salmon, double salmon. Do you smoke your own salmon? You only when I can find papers big enough. <laughs> hey, can you give me a blue button for that? No. That one's or really. I think that was an applause. Maybe both at the oh, same time. Come on. <laughs> you guys are soft. Uh, and then uh, the the final course or the my last course uh, was from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, it was called Breakfast at Millie Ways, which is the <clears> restaurant <throat> at the end of the universe. And uh, they have this cow that's genetically bred that like. Is sentient and it comes out and it tells you like, hey, you should have some try try some of my rump. It's really good. Um, but my take on it was to try to make it like futuristic was a uh, sous vide chuck roast um, and then uh, with just pan sauce and then um, it was steak and egg. So the egg was just cured egg, kind of shaved over the top of it. Delicious. Um, now you said that was your favorite, correct? Yeah, the steak and probably the bagel, but the steak was steak was good. It was so flavorful. I don't know. Those what was two items for me were one and two or two and one, whatever you want. I mean, just the pan sauce from it, and like yeah. for being a rump roast, I know you sous vide it, but I mean it was very good. I don't know that I've ever known that I've been eating sous vide steak. Rump. Rump. Really? Yeah. So like that was a different way of having it for me, and it was mm. delicious. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it's sous vide and then reverse seared, so you like. You like slow cook it mm -hmm. overnight, basically, and then just sear it right before you. Serve like in a it. pan, like mm -hmm. pan sear it. Yeah, um, that was what we, we have over over the course of doing the show. We've actually cut back on the amount of courses that we make because there was a point where people would just be mad by the end of the like. You would burn <laughs> through all the goodwill, eat. and then people were like, "Here's another course," and they'd be like, "No, <laughs> yeah, no more." There's a lot of screaming. Uh, so we we had cut back down, but man, we really ramped it back up, and we didn't tell any, but we didn't tell Thad like, hey, there's gonna be more food than usual this week. Yeah, I feel like it's snuck and up on people, all of us. There's more food. There's more people. We had six courses today. Yeah, was Which, that like comparable to old to old brunches? I yeah, mean, that's old school. Old that's, school. That's like year one. There's been I, some seven or eight. We've had we, we've had some bigger ones, yeah. but like yeah. We've, we've got it down to like, I think four usually, like four, like really, like with the with the appropriate amount of food too. Yeah, once you get past uh, seven or eight courses, what are we, what are you doing? Right. It's just sin. Time for a nap. It's just sin at that point. You're just right. gluttony. You're just eating good, too much. Though. People are throwing up. Did you have, did you have chef's, did you have a description of chef's dessert? Yeah, we have a description of chef's dessert. Zach's <laughs> got it right there on his computer. He's going to hold up. <laughs> <laughs> so Chef Yusuf was, you know, kind enough to join us today. He brought yeah. the dessert. He had a, and this is really not going to do it justice, but a hazelnut and chestnut cake. There was a hazelnut crunch, a chestnut filling, as well as a dark chocolate mousse on there. Uh, and the, the decoration on the, the outside of that was gorgeous. Yeah. I thought that that was like a detailed, like, like cake cover. I was like, oh, that's a really cool, like cake, cake cover he's got. That was there. a cake, a cake suitcase. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, you have those. Chef Yusuf is becoming one of my favorite chefs to follow just online. If, if you like to see gorgeous food pics, obviously go to Harder Brunch. And then after you click subscribe to all of our channels, go to Chef Yusuf <laughs> and look at his stuff because it's pretty cool as it's well. Pretty good. Um, studied in France and, and he's just making good stuff. So it is a really fun guest to have. Yeah. yeah, and then check out our uh, Patreon at, you know, mm -hmm. herbrunch.com. Yeah, but before you go to Yusuf's page, go to the Patreon. It's only three bucks. I just subscribed. Then, then you go to Yusuf's page. But before you do that, go to herbrunch.com and check out our merch. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, sorry. Before you go to that Yusuf's page, go check out our merch. It's really good. That's uh, some shirts today. We're, we're doing the sizes. We got some beautiful yeah. pictures that we're going to put on our shirts. And then go check out Yusuf's page. It's pretty cool <laughs> and then go to planta verte <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, yeah, you're, you're, why not? you're on us 
Vi er på mere tilbage med det, så det er okay. Good advance, then you can go. Let's take a quick commercial break. After this already commercial break. And we'll be right back. This week on the After Brunch Podcast. Yeah, would you replace ripping hearts out with school shootings? Is it like the same amount? Same amount of deaths. So like a kid goes... Uh, we had another heart ripped out today at Sunnyside Elementary School. 17 children gonna, had their hearts ripped say, out. I'm going to say the heart ripping out because I feel like if it's if it's that like brutal... You're just scared of everybody. But I think they would solve it a lot faster. I you think know? If, if it was that brutal, they would put strict guns policies in place. <laughs> I, so, I think yeah. the, the only way to stop a bad guy from ripping out your heart is a good guy that rips out your heart. <laughs> <laughs> People don't rip out hearts. Hands do. Yeah. yeah, we need to train all of our teachers how to rip out hearts. <laughs> Someone's got to protect these kids. Join us at Patreon.com/slash Harder Brunch. Hi, and welcome back to the show. We're here talking with John Overton. Hey. Uh, what was this uh, rapture? When I, when I found it, I lost it. Oh, Popular Rapture? Popular Rapture. So that's just my audio engineering company. Oh, okay. Yeah, so technically I freelance. Um, I do host a lot of podcasts out of Roundtable, but that's just kind of my own thing. What I'll does do Popular Rapture mean? So Rapture is just like popular enthusiasm. Well, I said popular shit. Rapture itself is just enthusiasm, like shared enthusiasm, chaos um, of the time. So popular Rapture to me was kind of like a spin on pop culture, um, just and it's people talking because primarily I do podcasts. So mm-hmm. like what people are enthusiastic about, what they're talking about, just popular conversation of the time. Yeah, so, and it just sounded cool, so I just went with it. <laughs> and do you do you feel more comfortable behind the scenes usually than like this, like in oh, front of the sure, scenes? Oh, for sure, yeah. Even though you're doing a great job right now. <laughs> um, Right on. But yeah, no, I definitely feel it, it depends. Like I used to rap like back in the day, like I would go do shows. Didn't like, we all? Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> and, um, so I would like perform, you know, I would go to birdies and melody Inn and like, yeah, do sets, birdies. you know, like I did, those are the two places I performed. At. You know what I mean? Like they let us in, you know? Yeah. So I was like, um, I've done that, but it's been really cool. I think on this chapter of my journey in this creative space to like, mm. to, yeah, to be behind the scenes, to help people facilitate their creative visions and it's it's just so cool to be involved with so many different people's what you know whatever they have going on with yeah, their that was one with thing their I, dreams essentially i wanted to like one thing i noticed when you were cuz you were at the women's march yep and you were recording for a podcast yep. It was just interesting because I saw the picture and I was like, oh, there's John at the Women's March. Yeah, the abortion rally. Yeah, Yeah, I just had a little Zoom recorder and we were just getting audio and interviews for a podcast um, of mine, Jen Watts, Watts of Change podcast. But I would have never ended up in that space, you Mm -hmm. know, had I not just leaped into this side of it. So what was that like? Uh, It was, I mean, what you think it would be like, probably just chaotic, a lot of emotion on both sides. And for me, it was just super cool to be there capturing that because... Mm -hmm. Um, you're just on the front lines of something that's very current and happening right then in the city. And it's way different than a studio setting. It's way different, yeah. you know, being, just being out in the field. So yeah. it was a blast. I would love to do it again. And I was super stoked. Like I joked to my, uh, producer owner at studio who also teaches the courses. Like, I wish I could have used that episode as my final project because mm. I was just proud of how it came out. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And can I ask you, what was your rap name? Let's go back. It to was just John Overton. I've always just, oh. everything I've ever done, I've just kept my Real my name because I just do it as myself. I feel like I, I never like wanted John to have million. Yeah, John Million. We might John, have to swap yeah. it out. Yeah, or you we just, just came up with that. Upstairs. Or you could just be J.O. Yeah. I mean, I'm about J- to J.O. What's yeah, up? That's easy. J.O. There's a lot more sh- shit that rhymes with J.O. than John Overton. But you sure. would really go with J.O.? Are you sure about that? I mean, pressure's on now. I don't know, man. I like John Million, though. That's I think John Million is the best name I've heard in a long time. I think there's something there. Yeah. Dad. Like, I think you might have coined that. It's J.O. time, yo. Yeah. Mm, no, that's <laughs> the opposite. It doesn't sound cool at all. <laughs> it seems aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Seems. Y'all ready for J.O.? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It might work. Uh, 
Did, when when you were rapping, were you rapping like with like an ensemble or was it by yourself? Just me. Nice. Yeah. So like, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just curious if it was anger rap or. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, you know, there was definitely some of that. I mean, I've always said to this day, like making music for me is my therapy. Like mm. I, that's like what I did. I was the only child. So like I would just stew by myself with emotions mm-hmm. like all the time. And I just like started writing them down in notebooks and or they, writing raps, you know? Mm-hmm. And like to this day, I still make music. Like I still probably will be putting music out. Um, it's not like my main focus, but it still is very much where I kind of release my demons and internal whatever mm-hmm. angst, you know? It's my creative outlet. How has your, how, how your music uh, evolved over the past few years? I mean, I've gotten a lot more experimental now because of being on this side of it, mm. I understand what can be done like mm. in editing and mixing. And obviously, you know, there's people singing that can't sing. I'm one of them, you know, to a degree, but I've just gotten a lot more experimental with how, with what I'm willing to try on a record with vocally. Yeah. Um, I just like, don't care anymore what people think, what people have to say. I'm just, you know, there to push my own limits and be vulnerable. And I think like as any creative, the more willing, you, you know, the more willing you are to get vulnerable, um, just the better your shit's going to be and the more, the more you're going to push your own boundaries, you know? So, yeah. yeah, you, and you, you strike me as a very thoughtful person, like uh, meaning that like, it seems like you've done a lot of, uh, self-reflection in the past few years and you seem like a person that's like prioritized, uh, like self-care. Yeah. And evolving, you know, which is good to see. Some, yeah. pe- some people don't at all. <laughs> yeah, I think like for me, I'm an introverted person. Mm. So I'm just like very sensitive, I think, to different environments and energies and all that shit. So for me, it's like I do have to take time and make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to keep my energy a certain way or I'm just going to be shit in the real world, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think, And a lot of that is who you, I think, who you collaborate with you know what do they say like you are the like the five people that you hang out with the most or something like that which means i'm part zach (laughs) which is very disturbing to me you're mostly me by now you're like mostly me and thad and then a little bit of use left but we'll get rid of it eventually we're working on it no but there's a lot of truth to that you know yeah i mean and you just got to be around people that you can be comfortable being yourself around you know that's why I get happy when I see you and Stretch pop up anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm in the right place. They're, That's they're, big bro, man. They're yeah. here already. Yeah. How did you guys get? How did, I mean, so Stretch, obviously, friend of the show, Meat Cake Judge. Yes. Shout out to Stretch. Follow D Money Podcast. Um, I've known Stretch for, we, we always try to figure out the exact amount of years, 15, 16 years, oh, wow. something like that, okay. something crazy. We worked together at Menards, like back then, mm-hmm. met, I was in plumbing, um, he was in floor coverings and the departments were right next to each other. So we would always just see each other every day, shoot shit, built kind of a coworker rapport. Um, that was a tight knit group there mm-hmm. at that. You know how some jobs are just more tight knit than mm-hmm. other, like t- Tango was one yeah. of those places, you know? Yeah. Usually the worse the job, the tighter the friendship. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, it was just that type of vibe. And then, um, you know, we always kind of stayed in touch. Um, we didn't always talk every day, you mm-hmm. know, but then- uh, I saw him make a post, you know, on Facebook, kind of flirting with the idea of doing a podcast. Mm. And I had just went through uh, school at Roundtable, so I hit him up right away. I was like, "Hey, I was like, let's do this. Like, we got to do it. You know, come through, come through the studio." And then the rest was just everything you've seen with Follow D Money, and yeah, and we've just built it from there. But it's really been a blast, man. Like, Stretch is a big brother to me, and I've learned a lot being around him. I think, and he'd probably say vice versa. But um, the Follow D Money podcast will always hold a special place in my heart man we've done so much cool shit with it and you're the you're the main ex, what executive producer on that yeah yeah so i pretty much handle all audio um all of it yeah record it round table that was a very fun podcast one you guys gave me bourbon yeah. when i got there so that's always, always nice. some of that yeah and two i think just being in that dope ass recording studio is like oh man this is a professional ass situation we got going on yeah. here yeah and then uh two just you know being all homies in the room, I was like, yeah, this is like best possible podcast. Like outside of my right. own house, <laughs> this is the best, yeah. next best possible. And I, I think it was really fun. Yeah. And I think it's important, like you said, like being homies in the room and that's how you guys operate, you know, like you're bringing in people that you already kind of have a friendship connection bond with, or you're making new friendships on the spot. And I think mm-hmm. that just makes for better content and just better vibes, you know? So that's kind of what we try to create. And 
you guys obviously do the same here. So it's fun. I can't imagine. And I don't know if this comes with like a certain level of success. I, I hope not, but I can't imagine a situation of like someone else booking our guests and then just like having to deal with like, you know, like trying to make yeah. the be- best out of a situation of just like, who's this person again? And like, uh, I mean, I guess cause I always book the guests. So sometimes they, they have to deal with that sometimes for me, but like, uh, just like on a TV show or something, yeah. you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, this person's promoting their movie. Right. And they're just you trying know. to like figure it out. I'm just like, like you said, everyone that comes on here is either a friend or someone that like, I'd like to get to know better. Yeah. I like, I like what they're doing. And it just strengthens, you know, that network of people, that community of people, you know, you guys are building a community with harder brunch, you know, and introducing people to people they wouldn't have otherwise met. And everybody wins, man. I think that's one of my favorite things about podcasting and existing in the event space is like being in orbit of people like you, people like stretch, people like Heather Brogdon, people, you know, like all these people that are like doing things locally that love collaboration um, and, and then we're just creating these like new thing on top of new thing. And then like, yep. okay, well let, let's use, you know, let's use your CD product, like CBD product. Let's use, you know, figure out a way to get your music in there. Yeah. Like let's, let's use all these things. And, and you're a guy that's doing a lot, you're doing everything right now. Yeah. I'm just seeing what sticks, you know, at the end of the day, um, it just keeps me engaged in life, you know? What do you like to do for fun outside of this? When Lay on my to- couch and do nothing <laughs> and just not answer my phone. <laughs> Yeah, are you a movie guy, you a TV show guy, video Man, game, music? I, I love stand-up comedy. I do watch a lot of comedy. Um, I watch racing. That's probably the nerdiest racing. thing I get shit for. What kind of racing? Uh, all of it, man. IndyCar. Really? Uh, yeah, NASCAR. Did you say horses? Yeah, horses. <laughs> not horses. Dog? Uh, no, not dogs. <laughs> Human races? Automobile. Automobile. Like track? Motorsport. Oh, uh, motors. Yeah, motors. mainly motorsport. Um, outside of that, just music, going to shows, you know? So... Did you ever have dreams of like, did you have like a go-kart as a kid? No, but my dad and my uncle were big into go-kart racing Mm. and it was just kind of in my family. I feel like go-karts are the gateway drug to. Yeah, they are. I mean, that's the entry level. You think a lot of people that grew up in Indianapolis had (laughs) go-karts? I feel like there was one on every block. (laughs) Like every neighborhood had like one person that had like a go-kart. Mm, I see. Yeah, no, that tracks. Or a moped. Yeah. Or the moped. Yeah. Well, you grew up around Speedway. Yeah. So that might have been more. I grew up in Speedway, so I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I was like a like five houses down or something like okay. that. Yeah, so but yeah, you could you could hear the track from oh, my house. and then we my my I, this is my grandparents lived, and then my mom we actually moved closer to the track where like people would like park in front of our house and like walk to the track. It's a good hustle if you can charge for parking. Yeah. Being from the West side, the Indy 500 was just the day that traffic's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's All like right. you have to figure out where you're going to be at certain times because you just can't leave. Yeah. But and I tried Ubering during the Indy 500 and I was like, I'm going to make a lot of money. And then I was stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, he's like, are you here yet? I'm coming. I'm on my way. Don't cancel. You got the worst review ever. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrible. I think yeah, I made a hundred bucks. Man. Got one trip. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I don't think I've ever watched the race. I think one, I went to Carb Day as a kid, and um, I remember one year my mom, we sold newspapers inside the track. Like, okay. it was some weird, like, side hustle yeah. she was trying to do. Newspapers? Yeah, like, we went, <laughs> like, literally, like, we Speedway got- Speedway Times? We get, like, well, yeah, like, we got up at the crack of the dawn, and then she bought, like, 20 newspapers or whatever it was prepaid for them and they were like special race day papers and then we just stood inside the doors and tried to like set, and I know we didn't sell all those papers I'm pretty sure it was a net loss for the day we never yeah, did it know. again after that that's business <laughs> oh yeah. man that's crazy I'm sorry to interrupt uh, interrupt one beer um, this beer is really good it's called CV um, some people don't drink but if you do drink you should get CV it's a nice light beer goes down the throat very nicely and into the stomach like it should. Some people call it Upland Brewing and they call it Champagne Velvet as well. <laughs> also known as street names. They usually don't use down the throat <laughs> in, in radio copy, but whatever. I mean, they do they now. Rule. Yeah, no, it, it does go down the throat. Cold beer hits the throat <laughs> just right. Do you boof your beer? Well, like, what's, what's going on? I'd, <laughs> I'd boof it before I'd put it down the throat. 
That's disgusting. <laughs> and you're going to need to cut that out. I take the sponsorship very seriously. So if you want something smooth going down your throat, that's alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get that CV. Lean into the, lean, steer into the skin. <laughs> Drink CV or you're not cool. Uh, did you, I saw you tinkering around with your phone. Tink, no, tink, no, 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 we're not doing that. We, we we need a break between the two. Okay. This is a shit sandwich, sir. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna botch two plugs together like <laughs> that. I'll just say this looks like a house that that of tinker. Yeah. You just needed the end scene. Oh, I see what you're going for there. Yeah, yeah. tinker mm. coffee. It also goes hey. down your throat. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't even talking about that. If you're having a throat day, you would have put a lot of things down your throat. (laughs) Something hot. Hey, Heart of Brunch has you covered. We do. There's no way they listen to these. Because I think we would have lost it by now. Well, they they do. I've actually gotten a couple calls. Thank you very much. Asking us to stop. (laughs) They're called cease and desist. I've got a lot of letters. Got a lot of letters. But it's so good, I'm not going to stop promoting. They say no, any any press is good press. Any press is All news is good news, is what I say. If you didn't win controversy, you shouldn't have hired the kid. And we could do, I mean, if you decide to give us money, we could do uh, one. I'll give you a little. uh, Hey, these gummies. uh, Dog treats. Dogs need to get high as well. There you go. That's non-psychoactive. All dogs go to heaven <laughs> with CBD. Ooh, I like, I like that all dogs one. go to yeah. heaven. You're there you say you're gonna, that, that kind of implies that the dog's going to die. <laughs> True. <laughs> Didn't think of that angle. Well, if yeah. they're going to die, give them this. <laughs> and this is a straight ticket to heaven. <laughs> you yeah. don't want your dog to go to that's hell. A, that's a security deposit right there. <laughs> that's a security deposit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, I think that one turned out better than the other two. <laughs> hey, we'll take and it. That We're gonna see that check. Dog gonna... communion. Are you guys going to church and you want to do communion with uh, your your love yeah. furry one? Does your dog need something cool down its throat? <laughs> <laughs> Put a gummy in their tummy. Man, yeah. we'll, we only do th- throat based plugs now. More <laughs> throat based podcasts. <laughs> we talk with our throat. Our throat. We uh, yeah. eat with our throat. Throat does a lot. Throat Under- baby. It's an underrated pathway, man. Uh, throats? Yeah. Uh, underrated pathway? It's the, most- <laughs> it's the only pathway, I would say. There you go. There the you throat. Go. Yeah. Throat cut. <laughs> I gotta say I didn't like the throat stuff at first, but now I'm fully on board. We're trying to make it work. We're trying hard. At first I was like, this is stupid and ridiculous. (laughs) But now Now we're getting somewhere. That was good content. (laughs) That's why my uh, teachers call me a genius sarcastically. (laughs) What's uh, what are you excited for this summer? Man, this summer, the weather on a day like today, um, Really just the, everything that happens in the summer, people getting out, vents are easier to get around to. I want to go to some national parks this summer. I want to get out and do some stuff like that. Um, just vibing, man. Really. <laughs> you got any big projects you're working on? Uh, nothing too crazy. There, uh, we'll be doing some event stuff with D-Money, um, mm-hmm. the D-Money podcast. There'll be some, some more events coming down the pipeline. Um, a couple other clients of mine are coming back in season. They'll be releasing new episodes. Um, yeah, really just whatever comes up, you know. That's sweet. Yeah. The summer camp. Kind of an uneventful answer, but just ready for it to be summer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 I can't believe how quickly it's already like spring. You know? Yeah. I feel like. Well, winter was nothing. Yeah. Know? Thank God. I feel like as we don't have like super cold winters anymore, you know, like, yeah. I, like I remember like the, the polar vortex winter like that felt like five winters yeah that was too much i actually get really sick of uh you older people saying i can't believe how fast spring came (laughs) it's the same amount of time each year but does it feel that way though i i would say pay attention guys (laughs) because the older you get the same amount of time it stays yeah I don't know. I mean, not I'm not, And I'm not making fun of old people. I don't want that to be a thing. But, like, I think the older people are like, oh, man, can you believe it's already winter? It's it weird is. how the cliches just ring true when you get. Yeah. I know time feels like it goes fast, <laughs> but it really doesn't. Yeah. 
What about you guys? What are you excited about? time travel. In the summer. What's uh, harder brunch up to that you can say, if anything? Can we say? We, 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 have, a, we have a bunch of events planned. Our next big event is going to be at Smoking Goose. Okay. We're doing a pop-up with Milkman's Daughter and uh, Smoking Goose on yep. Earth Day, which is what? The, what the April 22nd of April. April 22nd. Coming up I'm fast. doing it for 420. All right, you'll be two days late. Yeah, I'm doing a 420 brunch while you're there doing a <laughs> <Okay>. brunch. <laughs> Zach's going to be doing a different thing. It's a personal <laughs> what thing. What does that mean? What are you going to be doing? I don't know. 420 in around. Yeah. Well, it is a smoked brunch. Oh. Uh, that is the theme. Yeah. Because they're a smoking goose. Okay. Is there anything we're doing during the summer of, of note? Uh, we're going to be doing uh, lots of events this summer that we'll be announcing later Coming this year. Soon, Coming yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah don't jump the gun, y'all. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing to not let people know about things. <laughs> as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, just hold on. <laughs> just hold on to it. We're planning Keep a, it a lot. Secret. <laughs> Keep it a secret. And that way you drive the value up. Yeah. Because yeah. if everybody knows about it, then right. what the fuck are you doing? Tune in next time for another yeah. cryptic clue. <laughs> <laughs> you get one per episode. It's a little nugget. Yeah. You get your decoder ring, you send it in, and then you collect Yeah, you collect it. If you could figure it out before I say it, <laughs> yeah. maybe you know that. Yeah, so we're just going <laughs> to... You might be able to come. <laughs> we're just going to camp out on that idea. That, that sounds yeah. like a great idea. Yeah. Camp out on that summer idea. Can I ask you a question? Yes. That you did put a picture that was kind of cryptic on Harder Brunch. It was a beautiful picture of a... Like, it looked like a Nintendo game and someone looking at a, a giant burger in the sky. Oh yeah, Zach. Zach's been doing a lot with the AI art. Have you been playing around with that at all? Uh, my buddy Rambo just put me onto an app that does it, so I'm kind of starting to like Rambo. Yeah, Rambo Hustle. Angelo Martinez. He's a yeah. You gotta get that John Million. Yeah, I mean, like, with names like that yeah, running around, yeah. like, you got John Rambos. Million and Rambo. You can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm. Anyway, I was playing around with an app, just typing in random shit, seeing if it would draw something cool i made a joke about because you said you said you didn't you weren't a huge fan of beats mm-hmm. and yeah. zach was like hey is there any other you know we always ask is there food allergies or whatever and i said yeah no beats no and so if you're doing a terminator 2 with beats don't do it and then like a minute and a half later he sends me back this ai art and it's like the terminator with like beats growing out of his head and he's got like instead of blood splatter it's like beat splatter and i was just like that is scary how quickly you generated that. It's nuts. I typed in like Kermit in the studio and it was like perfect. It was just him at a mixing board. It's wild. Is the, for our listeners, is there a specific AI that you want to use for pictures? Because right now I've been using Bizarre Art and I feel like you're getting some pictures that are, are great and somehow Zach be- pay, you pay for yours, right? So yeah, I'm paying for Mid Journey, which is really good for like, uh, it's some of the more creative ones, but like if you're going to do photos, I think it kind of depends because I don't know, this is a boring conversation for right now. No, I like it. But if, if you wanted to get like photo, like especially like of yourself, right. Then you would want to like use stable diffusion and train it against a bunch of photos of yourself in order to kind of get a better, like photorealistic effect where you didn't have extra shit growing out of you. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. I got one called imagine. Mm. Oh, you got to imagine? Yeah. Yeah, but if you don't pay for it, they just throw ads at you. It's so mm. annoying. Too many ads. Too many. I feel like apps are getting really aggressive with the right. ads if you don't pay. It's only 50 bucks a month. Yeah, you know. Just only, pay it. Yeah. Some of the stuff is, cr- I'm, I'm, I'm like half scared and half excited to see what comes out. Because I feel like the, the first, everyone's knee-jerk reaction is like, you know, AI is going to, it's going to turn <laughs> against us. And, right. You know, there's going to be an uprising. But already you can see like all the cool new like art forms and stuff like people are doing like some interesting stuff with it. I've seen it used like for like promotion and stuff like that. Like I think it's going to enter like kind of all walks of life. Like I think it's going to enter the music space, the art space. For sure. Like I'm, I'm uh, uh, hopefully cautiously optimistic, I guess would be a good word for it. I mean, it's just like most things. It's, it's going to be in the hands of whoever's using it, you know, in terms of what it's going to do. Um, there's definitely AI mixing in the music world now and mastering. What? Yeah. Like you can plug in records to mix well, audio, master it. When you think about it, like, like we've had elements of this for a while. Sure. Like when you're taking a photo, you cut out the background to superimpose it. On. I mean, mm. like that's a small AI 
mm. that is using edge detection and figuring out because you don't have to do anything, right? right? You just push a button and it figures it out for you. Okay. And so, I mean, there's all sorts. I mean, like when, you know, like even like using this mixing software, there's things where you can like have an auto DSer where it, you know, you kind of tell it basically the idea and then it goes through and fixes stuff for you. Zach, you're the auto DSer of this show. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, as a chef, for uh, for this is for all the chefs, when there becomes AI cooking, you kind of just type in what you want. And It'd be like a 3D printer. Yeah. It'd be like, yeah. A 3D like Star Trek. Is that going to offend you? No. So I, I, I have a different <laughs> perspective. So I've been learning a lot about the AI and there's a big rift or big discussion in the art community because I mean, this has the potential to displace lots of artists. For sure. And I mean, there's some questions about like, how fair is it that, you know, it was trained on all these images that were, you know, out in the internet and without permission and stuff. Mm. Um, but like as a chef, I've never been able to copyright recipes. Like, I mean, we've talked about this, like if I'm coming up with a, a dish for the show, I'll go online, look at all recipes and, you know, scroll through their story and all the nonsense, but I never credit them. Like, you know, like joke stealing's a big deal in the, you know, the comedy, you know, and I feel like stealing a beat or stealing somebody's lyrics, mm -hmm. but like nobody owns food in the same way. We don't conceptualize it as that. So, I mean, to answer your question, when machines can do my job, they can. It's called McDonald's. You know, it's called freezer dinners. It's, you know, they, there's plenty of that stuff. And it'll get eventually really good. It'll eventually get to where you can get a five-star quality dinner from a machine uh, that maybe came up with the creative concept as well. Mm. I mean, it, it seems to me, watching what this stuff has been able to do, that there's nothing precious about what we do that can't be replicated. That goes from your stand up to you know, to your music to my food, but people will always. I mean, the the availability of cheap food, quickly made, has not displaced me yet. Right. You know. I mean that that can already happen. But you know. I feel like cyborgism is the answer, and I think that's the future because you need human interaction for the emotion, and then team up with the AI. Yep. Um, if it's just all, like you can't do an AI harder brunch, that wouldn't make sense. I want to see Zach go against the robot, yeah. like a brunch bot. You know, <laughs> like you're like John Henry. Oh, you know, and you're you're trying to that'd be a lot of fun. Make the brunch out faster <laughs> than the robot. Yeah, that's an event right there. Yep, I would love that. <laughs> Outcook the. We should we should do. Uh, we should like generate a recipe for like a, a menu that you you make mm -hmm. that the AI makes up for you, and then we'll do one that I make. I, oh my god! I had the AI generate me some meat cake ideas, and like <laughs> I was, they were wild because I would say, "Hey, make me a meat cake." Um, with three different layers and each layer is different than the one before it. So it would have some good ideas, but it, it, it didn't know how to put them all together. So it'd be like, make a meatloaf and then add a sushi cake on top of it <laughs> and then roast beef on top of that. <laughs> it was like, that's horrendous. Yeah. Even that's that human like, no. element that's yeah. missing, you know, yeah. to it, glue it all together. It's like, technically your answer's right, but that's gross. Not right <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. And then one day we'll do an AI off with like jokes. Well, there, there that was, would be good. There was something. So I was like goofing around and I was like, I don't know. Write me an article about like, you know, why pet ownership is good for you or cat ownership and like use some uh, scientific articles. Mm -hmm. And so then it like cited some studies. Right. And, you know, use them in its little article. I was like, all right, then fine. Have it do this. Like I want to have it write an article in the style of like, I don't know, you know, bon appetit about having a pizza night with your cat. Mm. Come up with a recipe that's food or cat safe. And then, you know, and it did. Mm. Like, and then I, I double checked it. I searched all the ingredients. Like, are these ingredients okay for cats? And, yeah. You know, it made like a tuna pizza or whatever. I was like, all right, that's, wow. that's pretty decent. That's the other problem with AI is that it will be confidently wrong. It's like Thad. Like Thad, yeah. 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 Thad and AI are a lot alike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you, you, you're this wrong, but you're this confident. Yeah. Like, oh no, I don't like this. Loops around and makes you right. All right, I don't like Tell this. Um, yeah, neither do we. This is called online bullying right now, <laughs> uh, and it's, it's it's we are online and we're bullying. So yeah, you're right. Do you think uh, check check are comedians? You think using AI to write jokes? Is that a uh, thing? Some is, need to some? be probably. <laughs> 
Like, there's got to be a hack out there that's like trying to do that. Surely they are, though. Like, like that's mean, the thing. I think that. So I think it'll be really. Question. I think it'll be really powerful for people who already know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If you already can write jokes, then you can probably use that to accelerate your method. Mm, yeah. If you're already good at art, you can probably use that to accelerate you know how and to do new things. Yeah. What it's well, doing even with the even with the art, like if, if you're doing it as a text based like prompt sort of thing, then then like knowing what pointillism is important, yeah. right? Knowing what the different art styles like that actually gives yeah. you the ability to do different things in yeah. there that yeah no i mean absolutely they will i i got a uh you know those uh like facebook images that like 60 year old people share around it has like a picture <laughs> of a baby or something yeah. like that i saw one of those that got shared on a thread with my uh my parents my uh father-in-law and you know it was definitely ai generated and mm-hmm. i don't think he knew that but if you zoom in on it, the feet look weird. There's uncanny things yeah. about it. So AI stuff's already circulating around. For sure. The yeah. deep fake. Yeah. You're probably just not aware to what degree it is. I say we do AI greeting cards for Christmas or different holidays. That's when I'm going to be starting. You know, sorry, fam. If you're watching this, it's a robot saying <laughs> I love you, not me. <laughs> um, hey, did you, did you like the coffee today? I love that coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no way that was worse than down the throat. No way. It was. Man, I really needed something to get me awake bad. after that, that seven course, that six course. Yeah, well, when you're falling asleep, and what was that? You're going to reach for the Tinker Coffee. And if you go uh, and you want a coffee subscription, you can use promo code BRUNCH to get 25% off. Hey. Slides right down the throat. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Slides right down the throat. 25% off. It's a good 20, deal. Yeah, 25%. That's actually a lot. It's yeah. a fourth. I like <laughs> it. was. It's, it's two eighths, I'd like to say. It's significant. It's significant. It's significant. <laughs> can, you, can you drop a B for me? Uh, John Million, thank you so much for being on hey, the show today. I'm uh, to be here. Thank you, guys. Uh, go ahead and get all your plugs out. Uh, man, uh, John Overton on Instagram at John Overton, John with an H, uh, at Planta Verde CBD, uh, at Planta Verde Wellness, and that's really it. Thank you, thank you, Riley, too, for being here shooting. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be taking some wellness as soon as I get done with this podcast here. Zach, where can people find you? Follow you on social media. You can find me at Zach underscore Roan on all social media. That is Jake. Hey guys, you can find me at Fab McKee on Instagram or Twitter. And also, I'm doing AI eulogies. If you're too sad to write your own eulogy for a close one, uh, I'll be writing them for you via AI, which is not that hard. Uh, it'll only cost you 250 bucks to go through <laughs> me. If you want to do AI yourself, we'll figure it out yourself. If you want to hear an example of these AI eulogies, check out our Patreon episode, patreon.com backslash brunch. Uh, sorry, backslash harder brunch. Um, only $3 you support us, and, uh, and we're just going to keep this party going. Only three bucks. That's not that much. You know what? It's less than a Starbucks. Yeah, it's it's less than a uh, a beer from Upland. It's less than four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's less than four bucks. Substantial. It's we're less just saying less than things. It's less than a whole bag of Tinker coffee. <laughs> yeah, a fourth. <laughs> uh, all right, it's I'm less good. than a gross national debt. All right, let's end on the bomb. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye bye.